journey to the cross series if you've been joining us over the past few weeks we started off with palm sunday that was the last time we met as a congregation and we looked at the journey of jesus as he went on the donkey through jerusalem and the people shouted hosanna to the son of david now we continued through our um, series as we went on to church online and last week gareth shared a great message all about um, jesus at the temple and significance of that day and then on wednesday if you joined us for our zoom bible study you would have also seen that we journeyed through jesus being anointed in bethany as mary poured the perfume out on jesus and then today we're going to take a journey through the garden of gethsemane that's why i'm here in our garden at home um, a really apt place to be for this message today so if you'd like to turn with me you can turn your bibles to mark chapter 14 starting at verse 32 and we'll read it together Jesus prays in Gethsemane they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane and Jesus said sit here while I go and pray he took Peter James and John with him and he became deeply troubled and distressed he told them my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba Father, he cried, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me for even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, but they couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. On this journey to Gethsemane, it's an incredible moment that we read in the Bible. Jesus is at his most vulnerable at this time. It's just after the Last Supper and Jesus asks his closest disciples, his friends, Peter, James and John, to start walking with him to Gethsemane. He says, will you come with me? And as they're walking, they would have discussed the betrayal, the arrest, the torture, the crucifixion of Jesus. He would have began to describe the pain that he was feeling inside himself, the anguish and the just disturbing nature of everything that was about to happen. Just imagine the deep pain that he was going through. Imagine that sense of his heart just being poured out to Peter, James and John as he begins to walk with them and describe the agony that he's going through. It's just after the Passover meal, so the Passover meal would have happened between midnight and 2am in the morning and they're making their way out of the city from the upper city down into the lower city through the alleyways and just weaving their way through out of the city, out of the dung gate. They would have gone through towards the Garden of Gethsemane, they would have walked across 
to the Kidron Valley and that is where we find the Garden of Gethsemane. It's really significant because it would have been custom for Jesus to spend time um, in this place. We know we read about the Mount of Olives many times in the Gospels and John tells us in John 18 verse 1 that it was across the Kidron Valley. Mark tells us that the name of the place is Gethsemane and Luke refers to the Mount of Olives. So when we put all of that together it's quite incredible the place that Jesus chose to spend his moments of prayer in his deepest agony, the, the place that he maybe was more familiar with, a place that would have brought him to um, a place of reflection, a place where he would have retreated to pray. Today the Garden of Gethsemane is an olive grove and it's also a place where we find the church of all nations. If you went to Israel and visited it today that's what you would find there. And it's really interesting because when we think of a garden and we think of the Garden of Gethsemane, often we think of um, a beautiful garden with flowers and trees and plants. Actually, this garden would have been a garden that was used as well as an olive um, press, an oil press. That's what um, the Garden of Gethsemane would have been referred to. So it would have been a plot of land that was enclosed by a wall and quite likely an oil press would have been there and that would have been tucked away. So this place was a place that would have been somewhere where Jesus could retreat to, to pray. And this time, this place of prayer was of a completely different nature. This time, it would have been a place where he would have come to in his deepest place of pain, in his deepest place of anguish. This time, it was different. Jesus went through an incredible struggle. He had such a heavy heart. He was so concerned for his disciples. He knew what they were about to face in the weeks and months that lay ahead. He was concerned and burdened for those people that he hadn't yet been able to reach. His heart was aching. He was full of grief and sorrow. Peter, James and John, it was significant that he took them with them, uh, with him to the Garden of Gethsemane because they are also the same three men in the Bible who Jesus had taken and they had experienced some incredible things together. So he, he had taken them when they went to Jairus' house to see Jairus' daughter and to see her come back to life in that story, victory over death. He'd also taken them and he'd, they'd all been present at the transfiguration of Jesus, that preview of Jesus being glorified through death. And now they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now they're in a place where Jesus is going to be surrendered to death on the cross. He would have been filled with anguish and dread over what he was about to experience. Jesus had his inner circle of friends close by and he just goes off a little further away from them. He says, will you stay up? Will you pray with me? And off he goes to a separate place and just kneels down, not far from where they are. And he begins to cry out to God. He's on his knees. It's dark. He's sheltered by the olive trees and he begins to cry out to his father. It's really significant that he was in an oil press. An oil press is a place where the um, olives that were growing on the trees at the time would have been crushed and the oil that would have come out of them would have been used for cooking, for um, medicine, for all sorts of different purposes. And you know, it's really interesting, it's in that oil press that Jesus is. He's being pressed, he's being squeezed, he's being crushed. He fully knew everything that was about to happen to him. And in that moment, his heart is broken. Jesus knew that he was the son of God. He knew that he was going to die and he knew he was gonna be raised from the dead. But he also knew and was anticipating the agony 
that he was going to have to go through on the cross. The torture, the brutality of what was about to happen to him. In Luke and Mark's accounts, it says on both occasions, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and he even sweat drops that were like blood that were falling to the floor. Do you see the struggle? Do you see the intensity of this moment for Jesus? That he had to submit and surrender. Do you see the struggle that he went through in those moments? He could have quite easily, to the east of where he was, was Bethany, and further on from that Jericho, you know, he could have easily just got up and done a runner. He could have easily just run away from this situation, but he stopped. He chose to stay in Gethsemane and begin to pray like he'd never prayed before, to begin to submit to his Father God. He went through a struggle. You know, each of us are going through struggles in our lives. Each of us might even be in the current situation with the coronavirus and be struggling with, how am I going to get through this? How am I ever going to be able to get through this situation? Maybe on your own journey in understanding who God is, you're in your own struggle. Just like Jesus was struggling that day in the Garden of Gethsemane, wondering what was about to happen, what was it going to feel like, even though he knew what was ahead. He knew that he was dying on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. He knew that one day he'd be resurrected. But in that moment in the garden, there was a great struggle going on in his heart. And he needed to get to a place of true surrender, a place of surrendering everything and being ready for what lay ahead. The Garden of Gethsemane just gives us such an insight into the incredible um, journey that Jesus was going on. And we get to this point where Jesus completely surrenders to the will of the Father. The entire life of Jesus was a life of surrender and submission to his Father. But as we read in Mark and chapter 14, verse 36, we find these words. It says, Abba Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What incredible words, what a powerful moment fulfilling his mission. He knew what he had to do. And in this moment of complete surrender, he was able to say those words. Yet not my will, but yours be done. I want your will to be done not mine. For me, that's an incredible moment in the whole of this journey. That's the moment when Jesus fully submits, fully gives over to the mission that he had to accomplish for us. And he knew in that moment what that meant. He even says, remove this cup, remove this cup, remove this suffering from me, but yet not my will, but yours be done. I wonder how many times we've had situations or circumstances in our lives that we are going through. And we can ask, God, would you just take away this situation? Would you just remove this from me? How many times do we ask God just to fix things for us and to sort things out when actually sometimes what he's looking for is our surrender? He's looking for us to take, um, just to completely surrender, to lift all the control and all of our own feelings and ideas and the things that we're hoping for sometimes, just to give it all over to him to surrender in those moments when it's painful, to just learn to trust God that bit more. Maybe today, even in the situation we're going through right now with COVID-19, you're praying and asking God, would you just take away this? Would you take away this suffering? And that is a prayer that we're all praying right now. 
but within this time while well, this situation is continuing we also need to ask god god what are you teaching me right now what is it that you're asking me to surrender in my life how do i need to trust you more how do i need to submit to your mission and your will and your purpose for my life right now jesus in that place surrender then comes into a place of incredible strength and i love what it says in luke in um, luke's account of the garden of gethsemane he begins to describe how as jesus was praying and as he is interceding and he's just crying out to God his father it says that there was an angel that appeared from heaven to strengthen him wow what an incredible moment that would have been that an angel appeared and began to strengthen Jesus as he was praying now we don't know exactly um, what that looked like or exactly what happened in that moment but what we do know is that Jesus found incredible strength as he was praying it's really interesting isn't it that sometimes in our lives through our weakest moments through those times when we're really struggling that we can try and do it all on our own and we can try and figure it all out but there's incredible strength when we just say even the simplest of prayers you might be watching this and you've never prayed ever before i just want to encourage you try praying just try asking god it's just a communication between you and him just like having a conversation with your best friend you don't have to have elaborate words or fancy ways of saying things just asking God to help you. Saying, God, would you help me right now in this situation? Would you protect my family? Would you keep us safe? I promise you that as you begin to pray, there'll be a sense of peace and calm. There'll be moments when you just feel that you know God is with you. And for those of you that do pray, those of you that have been praying for years and years, I just want to encourage you in this season that we find ourselves in, to gain incredible strength from prayer. It's a powerful place to be in when we begin to pray and declare who God is, when we begin to find ourselves, and maybe in weak moments of worry and anxiety, coming before God and asking him for strength, asking him to help us through those difficult times, through those moments when we don't know where to turn. There is incredible strength and power when we pray. So I want to encourage you today, maybe you're in a place of struggle like Jesus was, at the very beginning of his journey into Gethsemane, he was carrying a heavy heart. There are moments in all our lives when we feel like that, when we're going through a struggle, when we don't quite know what's going to come next. But then Jesus got to a place of surrender, where he surrendered to the will of his Father. Not my will, but yours be done. And then an incredible strengthening moment happened when he was there in the garden. The interesting part in this story, which we often talk about is that Peter, James and John were fast asleep. Three times Jesus asked them to pray with him and there they are snoring away after just being so overcome with everything that they had heard that day and that night. But Jesus says, would you just sit with me? Will you just pray with me? And I believe that that is what God is asking for us as a church to do. Jesus is saying, will you just sit with me? Will you just pray with me? Will you just be with me? And I believe as we find ourselves in that place, Jesus is just going to wrap his arms of love around us. He's going to show us new things. He's going to show us his power at work. We're going to see miracles happen. We're going to see great stories out of what is a really difficult time in our country right now. So I just want to encourage you to be strengthened this morning. Just as Jesus went on that journey through Gethsemane, he went through the struggle. He went through surrender. 
and he went through a great time of strength because he took that time to stop and to pray.